0: Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's
1: study. Humility is a very fragile thing. When you think you have it, you've lost it. <laughs> when, when you think you know how to tell somebody else to be a humble person, usually we need to begin to work on ourselves. We've come today in Acts chapter 20 to a fascinating expression. It is the Apostle Paul's word to the Ephesian elders let me read several verses and then bring you to one truth. He said back in verse number 18 where we started in our last study, you know from the first day that I came into Asia after what manner I've been with you at all seasons. And here we come to verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. He said, there's some things I just don't know about my future, I don't know how this is all going to turn out. I know the Holy Spirit has told me there's difficulty ahead. He said, but let me review with you some things that I do know and some things that you know about me. Uh, there's so much truth in these verses. For example, uh, he, he tells us where he spoke to them. He taught them publicly and house to house. Who he spoke to, the Jews and also the Greeks. What he told them about. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, this is Paul's model of ministry. You want want a good template to follow for the Lord's work. Take Acts chapter 20, uh, what Paul explains to these Ephesian elders. There is so much truth packed into these verses. But the thing that has really, I started to say captured me, but might I say convicted me, is this word humility. Because there are a lot of people who are, who are going to the right places, speaking to as many people as they can, speaking the right message, but they're not doing it in the spirit that it ought to be done in. The Bible does not say that he served the Lord. It says he served the Lord with all humility of mind. Do you see how it begins with his spirit? How vital, how important this is? And why is that? Because this is the spirit of Christ. This is not the spirit of Paul. This is the spirit of the Lord Jesus. Remember Philippians chapter 2, he humbled himself. This was the mind of Christ. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. In fact, I would argue that the, the two most humble men that you find here on the page of the New Testament, first is Christ, who's the only one worthy of glory. And the other, interestingly enough, is Paul, and who was he? At one point, he was one of the proudest men on earth. Remember, a Pharisee, an educated man, a man full of himself, and God brought him to nothing. So much so that even in the writings of the Apostle Paul, you see an ever-increasing humility. Uh, he, was, he was just behind the apostles in his early writings. Uh, by the time you get to the end of his writings, he's the chief of sinners, It is as if the higher he went, the lower he went. And maybe therein lies one of the great secrets because F.B. Meyer said that God's best gifts are not on shelves one above another. They're on shelves one below another. It's not about how high you can go and how much you can attain in your knowledge or in your accomplishment. It's rather about how low you can go because this is God's way. It's opposite of the world's way. The lower you go, the higher God takes you. The more you humble yourself, the more grace he gives. Uh, The more you humble yourself before the Lord, uh, the more he exalts and he lifts you up. Frank Sells uh, used to say, thank God for everything the Lord uses to humble you. Maybe God's using something or someone right now to humble you. Well, instead of fighting against it or fussing about it, why don't you pause and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for using that as your instrument to remind me that I'm nothing and you are everything. Thank you, Lord, for using that to bring me nearer to yourself. Let me give you just two or three truths from uh, this thought about humility today. The first is that God shows us here where humility is found. Where is humility found? Well, listen to it again. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. Humility is not first an action. It's an attitude. It's not found in the life first or the words first. It's found in the mind first, in our own thoughts This is this is not just some personality trait. No, this is something you must choose. The battle is always won or lost in the thought life. If the Lord Jesus humbled Himself, then we can choose to humble ourselves. Let me just tell you this: the key is not what you think about yourself; it's what you think about God. You don't try to be humble. You you don't learn to be humble. You you don't try to think less of yourself. Instead. You look to the Lord, you get your eyes off of yourself, and the more highly you think of God, the more lowly you'll think of yourself. Because when you see God as he is, you'll see yourself as you see yourself. You see, until the, the Christian era, humility was seen as a vice in culture. Did you know that? Not as a virtue. It was seen as a weakness. Uh, the, the word that Paul uses here was coined around this time, and it carries the idea of our own sinfulness and our own helplessness before God. This is a good thing, not a bad thing, that we think of ourselves as sinners in desperate need of the Lord. Spurgeon said that nothing humbles a man like the mercy of God. So look to Calvary, look to Christ. Humility is found in the mind. Then secondly, we learn something here about how humility is Do you see in the passage, as soon as he says he was serving the Lord with all humility of mind, it says, and with many tears and temptations. Do you understand that God uses tears and temptations to humble you? These are things that you cannot choose. God chooses them for you. And he chooses them not to hurt you, but to help you. These are divine connections, you see. Tears, that's internal. That's our own grief and hurt and wound temptations, that's the things that pull on us or press on us from outside, the external. So God is using things in you and things around you right now to form you more into the image of Jesus Christ. He's hes not trying to destroy you. He's trying to break you to the point that he can make you more like Jesus. This is how humility is formed. And then one final truth today about humility. Not only where it is found in the mind and how it is formed through tears and temptations. But notice why it is first. Uh, we've concentrated so much on holding back nothing and, and publicly and from house to house and testifying and repentance and faith and all of these great elements. But did you ever notice the first thing on his list is he served the Lord with humility of mind. Why is it first? Because without it, everything else is in vain. Everything that does not lift God up, that exalts us, brings credit to us instead of giving glory to God, uh, causes all of our work to be done in vain. Humility is at the heart of true service. Look, you can serve others and be motivated by pride, but if you really serve the Lord, it must be done in humility. Only humility leads to the blessing. That's why Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. We're going to come in our next study to the joy, finishing with joy. I want to tell you right now, you can't finish with joy if you don't serve in humility. Now, the help of the Lord today, let's determine that we're going to serve the Lord with all humility of mind.
0: Though no more scripture is being written, The story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment and we get to be part of that story the heart of our savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in acts 1. will you get in on what god is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel this is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website scott and all of us on the enjoying the journey team are passionate about people coming to know christ as savior we pray that you truly will enjoy the journey but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following christ